Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 116 of the Poke Tower Podcast. If you're new here, this is a collectibles and trading cards podcast where we talk about Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, Pokemon, Dragon Ball, and more. Whatever you like, whatever we like, that's what we like to talk about. Um, thank you guys for returning, uh, returning and listening. If you've uh, if you've been listening to us, thanks for checking us out. And uh, if you haven't yet, and you like what you hear, give us a rating on Apple, Spotify, or subscribe to us on YouTube. It helps me out a ton. All right. Uh, today's gonna be a little bit of a different episode. I know I say that every episode, but a little bit different today um, because it's it's a new year. I'm I am to be honest with you. I'm I'm actually in the middle of transitioning this podcast. We're gonna be doing different segments. You know, every 10, 20 episodes we do different segments. We do little things like that um, to change it up and keep the podcast fresh. So new stuff on the way. Be ready for that. Um, so today's kind of like. The next week or two may be transitional, maybe a little bit different uh, than what you're used to. Um, but today I thought, you know, maybe we should talk about uh, the best sellers of every TCG. So we're going to be talking about the best sellers on TCG Player for the four games, um, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Dragon Ball, and Digimon. That'll be the main focus. There are a couple other things in the gaming corner we'll talk about. We got Gengar's grabs and we got the Battle Royale like we always do. Last thing I want to touch on before we start is the um, New Year's Eve break that I did, that live stream. It was five and a half hours long. If you tuned in, thanks for watching it. It was really fun. I had a blast. Uh, the, well, what am I trying to say? The message, the message of that box break was to leave nothing to chance. Um, now, I know there are some people that are sealed collectors, and I think that's a, that's a skill that not a lot of people have. Definitely not me. But, but the reason why I opened up so much stuff the other day was not, was not sealed versus unsealed. It has none of that. Um, this was 2022 is my first year being completely self-employed. Um, no boss, no nothing, uh, in just, just me, myself and I, and, uh, it was, it was tough, you know, being, um, federally, federally employed since I was 18 years old. So I don't know anything. I don't know any better. I don't have any mentors. I don't have, you know, anyone telling me how to do this stuff. It just, uh, I saved my money for a few years. Uh, I, I made lots of mistakes during those first couple years, uh, doing work and self-employment. Um, and then it got to the point where it said, Hey, you're going to have to jump. And we jumped and, uh, you know, it was a challenging year, you know, it's hard at times, but I would say the, the best, the most appropriate word would be challenging, very challenging year. So what does this have to do with opening packs? What it has to do with opening packs is the idea of something behind you that's sealed. You can always tell someone, yeah, what if there's a Charizard back there? You know what I mean? Um, for me, I can no longer live my life with ifs. It's, it's too crucial. It's, it's, uh, I don't have that luxury to say what if. Because in my position, uh, being self-employed, and if I want to keep things this way, I have to exhaust every option I have. I have to take every shot I have. It doesn't matter if I miss. I, ha I have to make sure there's nothing left on the table. So it's a very symbolic 
break for me. It's very fun, by the way. We got tough. We got a ghost rare. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's amazing. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to make it sad or anything. I'm just letting you know, like it was a very, um, symbolic celebration, uh, of the year. Cause of, trust me, I had my fair share of struggle. Um, but I would also say the years leading up to my own self-employment were struggle and preparing me for these moments. So it was tough, but I was, I was prepared. That's, that's the best way I could say it. And uh, the, the motto was leave nothing to chance. So I will never, never leave anything to chance if I have a say in it. So that's what the break was. Very fun. Check it out. Uh, it's five and a half hours. We pulled a ton. I mean, I think one, we opened Astral Radiance, uh, Astral Radiance booster box, and it had four secret rares in it. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. No, my bad. Three, three secret rares. It had two rainbows a gold, and then it had four trainer galleries, and one of the trainer galleries happens to be Cynthia and Garchomp, so it was out of control, and then, oh my gosh, so much good stuff pulled, but a very fun time, so I just wanted to touch on that, uh, so happy new year, everyone, if you have your goals, leave nothing to chance, that's what the message was, okay, all right, let's get this party started, episode 116, uh, I am looking for recommendations or ideas moving forward with the podcast what you want to see um, because again I'm not here unless you guys are here so you may see me asking on our discord what do you want to see what 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 segments do you want back what do you want to see more of what do you want less of right so there's all that stuff we can do um, but we're in that transition transitionary period and come episode 120 we may be rolling into some new stuff and I'm really excited for that um, yeah that's it. Okay. So if you haven't joined the discord, do that. <laughs> That's my plug right there. Join the discord. It's absolutely free. Um, it's the pokey tower discord. You can find the links on any of our videos. If you can't find it there, just email me the pokey tower podcast at gmail.com. I'll send you a link. I'll get you in. Okay, here we go. Episode 116 moving on to TCG battle royale this week. Here we go. There we go. Pop a cold one. <sighs> a little sipping and ripping. All right. TCG Battle Royale. This is our segment where we compare the four TCGs I've been talking about. Um, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, Digimon, and their most recent booster release. And we rank them. Um, it doesn't have to be most expensive or the cheapest or the worst or the best. It's not really like that. It's just looking at the stats, what is the best set out given those stats using common sense, right? So given those things, what is the number one set? And then, you know, number four would be the least favorable set, but that also doesn't mean it's bad. It could just mean it's the cheapest. And if you're a value collector, that's valuable information, right? So in that case, it wouldn't be bad. Okay, here we go. Number one this week. I'm keeping Silver Tempest there. Silver Tempest uh, is up in all three categories compared to what we showed last week. Case price, $650. Box price, $129. Believe it or not, last week, the prices were at $83. Now, I'm sure someone bought those up, boop, 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 real quick. Got them. It's done. We're up $50 from last week. Crazy. Uh, top four cards in the set, $319. That's also up like six or seven bucks. So the Lugia went up, the Rayquaza went up, the Serena went up. Everything kind of went up just a tad in the top four. 
and there are 13 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. Number two this week, Dragon Ball Super Fighters Ambition. Now, I was thinking hard here, like, hey, should this be number one? Should this be number one? It's, it's darn close, I'll tell you that. Uh, case price is at $9.49. Box price at $93.99. That's, that's really good considering Dragon Ball Super prices, right? Because we, we usually see those boxes float in the $60 to $70 price range. Last time we've seen a good $90 box, we're talking Realm of the Gods, Dawn of the Z type stuff. You know, big, big chase hits. So this is more more confirmation that the Gohan is a solid card. The top four cards in the set come out to $662, and there are nine cards in the set that break the $15 price point. Um, I got I gotta do a little, I'm gonna do a little more digging on this Gohan. I want to give it a couple more weeks, see if it can because it, it's holding at $340, which is clearly outpacing that Lugia. But I'm just, I'm so worried that we may not see the Beast Gohan. And I don't know if that movie will have enough flair to get us through next year. We may forget about this Gohan come June. So there's a couple things I'm still kind of iffy on. I need to check some graded prices. I need to check raw to raw, you know, 10 to 10. And see, like, who's showing more strength and who's showing more weakness. Is Lugia, is Lugia already on a decline for the 10s? Gohan on a decline for his tens. I can tell you what, the Gohan has a lesser population. We'll see. Um, but Dragon Ball looking strong. I would say it's like 1A or 1B this week. That's what I would I would give it. Number three. Yu-Gi-Oh! Battle of Legend Crystal Revenge. Case price $739. Box price is down to 60 bucks. That's not terrible. Considering wholesale is, you know, just over $50, right? Um, top four cards in the set, $1,527, and that is down. So you see some red here. We got red on the box price. We got red on the top four. Now, we're just down just a few bucks, but it has shown a little weakness there. Uh, and the U I mean, I think if you, you, you're going to want these top three or you're not, and I also think it takes a special collector to go after Exodia pieces. Now, I know we all say we love Exodia. He's the best. We do. We love them. But it takes a special person to go out and seek all five pieces. So, again, the Beast Gohan might be more your, more your flavor. The Lugia might be. These are all top characters, by the way. I mean, you got Exodia versus Gohan versus Lugia. They're, these are all solid characters. There's, there's nothing that says, you know, like, it should be higher or lower. It's just kind of... It's in a tough bracket. That's all I got to say. You know, it's going against good competition. Number four this week. Digimon Dracronic War. Roar. I don't know why I'm speaking funny. Anyways, uh, it's funny. I, I actually went to Walmart uh, about two days ago. Was it on New Year's Day? Maybe it was. Um, but anyways, uh, I saw maybe a dozen of the gift box 2022. I didn't buy one. I was like, wow, this is the first time in a while I just said no. I just said no to Digimon. Case prices are down to $6.99. Box price down to $54, which is at or just above wholesale. 
maybe a good time to get yourself a sealed box. And the top four cards in the set are down to 135.96. Remember, that's all four cards combined. 135 bucks. Think about this. I mean, you buy two booster boxes for $108. Will you get the top four cards in the set? Not likely. So this is where you kind of say, okay, I'll spend 135, get the top four cards in the set, and I'm done. Um, or you could just say, hey, I'll get a sealed box, and I don't need none of these cards. That's just the way it is. I don't know where I'm at with this. Um, there's some revealing information in our later segments uh, regarding the TCG player stuff that I thought was very interesting. But in terms of collecting, I'm going to have to leave it at number four. There's just too much heat on the table from these other TCGs to, for me to leave it anywhere else. All right, there you go. Same, same lineup as last week. Uh, Pokemon at number one, Dragon Ball number two, Yu-Gi-Oh number three, and Digimon number four. All right, so here's where the new string of, I don't want to say new segments, but this is a newer thing for the podcast, and this is not something we'll do every week. Uh, there's just no way to do that every week. I wouldn't want to do it every week, uh, but because we're in this transition transitionary period, that was a good time. Like, let's look at this stuff, because what I'm about to show you are the best sellers on TCG Player for these perspective, you know, TCGs. Um. And this is one, this is one of many filtering tools you can use at your disposal when you're out sniping singles, right? This is a very basic one, and I also think it's a function that nobody really uses. So all I did was I went to tcgplayer.com, type in Pokemon trading card game or whatever, and then I used the filter best sellers. And I did that for every TCG. Now this is very broad, open information, but if you need a big picture fast, this may be one of the best ways to get an idea of what's going down in modern. And I think people overlook that, right? Because what some people do is they type in Silver Tempest and then they put the filter on to highest, you know, highest price. And it's like, oh, that Lugia is the highest one. And we just get stuck on one thing when there's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of things you might not know. And people say, you know, how do you find these cards? Get in the habit of doing weird searches. <laughs> that's that's how I find these cards. That's how I find, you know, um, the Godbreak, Son Goku, the Altarts, right? That's how I found the Altart Brawly. That's how I find all these different Dragon Ball cards, um, Digimon trophies, like why I'm looking at cards that sometimes people aren't. Because I'm using filters and the information that the filters are giving me are saying that this is what people are actually buying. You might want to run with this. So give it a shot. It takes practice. It's not a crystal ball, but it can definitely give you some insight on, on maybe things you weren't looking at. So the first one we're going to look at today is for Pokemon. Here we go. Who's that Pokemon? Okay, moving on to Pokemon this week. Uh, again, what I did here today is we're going to tcgplayer.com. We're typing in Pokemon, and then we're going to best sellers. And I was stunned on the best sellers. Uh, there are three cards on here. I didn't think we're going to be best sellers. So this is useful information. And it also, it's a reminder to you to keep your head on straight when, when you're out here trying to grow your collection and you're finding cards to snipe so that maybe you'll, you can sell at some point. Don't lose sight of what's important because our emotions can get in the way and we buy things that we think people will like instead of just buying things we know people like. Sounds easy, 
People forget it all the time. So check this out. Uh, here we go. These are the top five best selling cards in Pokemon, according to TCG Player. Now you could run different filters and get different information, but this is the most broad search. We'll start with number one. Number one is the Lugia. That is the best selling card on TCG Player. And what I noticed about this filter is that it can slightly change every few minutes. Yeah, so this is just a screenshot in time. One or two of these cards may have already fallen off. And I'm guessing they run their metrics based on how many sales they make of that card. So if someone buys five Giratina and nobody buys any Charizard in one hour, I'm guessing Giratina could pass Charizard. I, I think that's how it works. Uh, so here's the Lugia V. This is the Altar. And then I put the prices down here too to kind of give you an idea. Okay, these are the hottest sellers right now. But is it a good time to buy it for your wallet? Lots of stuff to think about. So Lugia V, uh, you know, debuted at like 300 something bucks and it's down to 213 right now. Now, what does this information tell me? You can see here, we got a huge dip. Excuse me, got the Dr. Pepper burps. Okay, hold on one sec. All right. Um, we got this huge dip right here. What is this telling me? Why would this be the number one selling card if the price is down? Why is that happening? Well, there's two things I think about. The first thing I'm thinking about is, well, it is the most desirable chase card. And it's from the newest set. So, of course, this is the hottest thing out right now in terms of eyes, right? People, This is what everyone's seeing. That's the first part. The second part, you're like, well, what about the price? How can this be a bestseller if the price keeps dropping? Well, this type of information would tell me that the market, people, right, people, us, we think $200 to $215 is cheap. So we're buying as much as we can right now because it's on discount. So that's why this would be a bestseller, even though the price is down, because it's telling you that there are people that think that that is cheap and they are buying it up. Now, I don't know how long this price is going to stick at 213 but right now, at this point in time, that screenshot, right, people were saying, this card's on discount, I'm going to be buying it up. And, and a lot of people probably thought that same thing, which launches it into first place as the best seller because they keep selling. So now it really comes down to, well, let's see how many times it sells at this price point. And then let's see if it slows down the prices slow down when it gets higher, right? Like, if this card shot up to $300, would it be on this list? It may be number six, it may be number seven, because maybe the volume isn't there. Maybe there are not as many people buying at 300 as there were at 213 So that's something to think about, right? Number two, Charizard. This is pretty crazy. Um, so it was down... You know, 320 bucks uh, about three months ago. And this is just a regular base set, unlimited, I, um, right here. Nothing too crazy. And his price is actually up over the last three months from 330 up to an average of 344 And he did even clip 350-ish every here and there. <clears throat> so what is this telling me? Well, the first part is vintage is the easiest way to go 
always. There's no doubt that if you buy the right vintage cards in the right condition, you will always do well. That's that's the first part of this. The second part is um, tried and true Charizard, right? Like, uh, you if if some newbie, if some newbie on the street said, "Hey, man, I want to get into Pokemon cards." We all know the first card that you would recommend is a hollow Charizard hollow from base set. Everybody would. So why aren't we buying more of them? We know the answer that this is the best card. This is the Michael Jordan of Pokemon, right? Why aren't we buying it? I think it's just because we see it so much that we almost resent it. We get sick of it. But the truth is it's a bestseller. It's the number two bestseller on TCG player. And his price is up, you know, a good, a good chunk, um, from 320 to 350 ish in three months. Um, so what this is telling me is that a lot of people are buying Charizards right now, and this is kind of a better example. I guess this would be a better example of what I, were talk, I was talking about with Lugia. So we're saying, how can this be the number one selling card when it's down in price? Well, because people believe that 213 is cheap, so there's more interest there. More people will buy it. So this, now this is the other side of it. So with Charizard, three months ago, this card was 320 Apparently... A lot of people thought that was cheap as well, so they bought it all up. And what happens when you buy it all up? The supply runs out, the demand increases, guess what? The price increases, the price increases, the price increases. So this tells me that there was some supply out there that the market thought was, hey, this is, this is worth buying at this price. Bunch of people got in, and then guess what? The sellers said, hey, these Charizards are moving a little too much, let's bump the price up. And they got away with it right here at 330, 340. And then like, let's bump it up again. And they got away with it right here, 340, 350. And now it's just kind of floating there. So me personally, I would be trying to find Charizards under that 350 mark. Like I would be gunning for 300-ish. Um, and, and, and that's just what, and it would be good. You know, I'd be trying to fight for PSA 7s, PSA 8s, best, even 9s. I would, I would be trying my best. You want to go for the best grade possible. Uh, for a raw card but what it tells me right now is that the sellers have caught wind that there's demand here so they bump the prices up and and in this case i'm like eh, i don't need to buy right now i'm gonna keep looking um if i can find a psa 7 for 330 350 i'm gonna do it right because tcg players standard is near mint for for the most part it's near mint so I like to compare PSA 7 prices. That's just what I do. <clears throat> All right. Another great example here. Number three is Giratina. Giratina was down as low as 200 and looks like $215, I believe. It's really small for me. Don't worry. I, I can't see as well. Um, but its price went up over the last three months. So in October, it was down to the low 200s. And in December, January, we are seeing... 290-ish. It's a, I think it's an average price at 270 right now. So 290, 270, um, anywhere in that range. And again, this, this, what tells me this is that at some point in time, people thought, wow, this is cheap. So what, what I'm trying to sell, this is the, if we're talking about crystal balls, this is what, this is what you should see. Expect to see a price jump in Lugia here pretty soon. And how do you know that? Well, look at the history of other cards that were extremely cheap or considered to be on discount. At some point, Charizard was on discount and he went up in price. 
at some point, Giratina was on discount and he went up in price. So it's kind of cool to, to see things play out with time. We'll have to check on this, but I assume Lugia will be back probably into the 240s, 250s. I think, that, I think that's doable. Uh, may even touch 270. Um, and and you, you, how, do you, how do you guess that? Well, you just look at these other chase cards, right? The one before it, because Giratina came out before Lugia, right? It had a huge dip in price. Because if we go back to the one year, I bet you the price was up higher and it dropped down. People thought, oh, this is too cheap. I'm going to buy here. And then, sellers, uh, yeah, and then sellers figured it out. Oh, they keep buying at this price. I think I can get $10 more if I bump it. Oh, look, they bought it $10 higher. I'm going to sell another one for $10 higher. I'm going to sell another one for 10 And they just keep going until there's some, some loss of volume, right? So if people stop buying at $270, 280 290 they say, okay, this is too expensive. People aren't paying this price. I'm going to drop down a little bit. And they keep testing it. All right, I'm going to try 280 I'll try to, oh, we got a, two, we got a sale at 270 I'm going to stay here now. 270 is the market. And that's just... Basic common sense, right? Um, but a good card, you know. I wouldn't be mad if I found one. So solid cards. I I didn't expect Giratina to be in the top five best sellers when you consider all the Pokemon cards ever made. Didn't expect that. Now I'm sure eBay paints a different picture than TCG player is, but I like TCG player because they're able to give this kind of information on hand, just like that. Okay, number four was the Umbreon VMAX, Secret Rare. Now, I bet you about a month ago, had we did this a month ago, it would be in the number one spot. I think so. Um, and this is kind of completing the picture that I was talking about. This is, this is where it gets really crazy. So, it was as low as $400 at one point and got as high as $500, and now is back down uh, to a price average of about $480, $490. So now we got the whole picture. So remember with the Charizard we saw or with Lugia we saw his price decline, but I'm 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 going to take an estimated guess that it will rise much like this Charizard rose in price, much like this Giratina rose in price. Now, if you look at Umbreon, people thought Umbreon was cheap at 400, it rose in price. And guess what? People started to say I think 500 is a little too much for this card. I'm going to sell it 490. Uh, it's not selling. I'm going to sell it 480. Uh, it's not selling. Oh, I'm going to sell it 470. Oh, it's starting to sell. Price is declining. Now, I think this is what is in store for Giratina and Charizard. If you look at these charts, look at the charts. Okay. You got an upswing here, kind of died out, just flattened at the top, and it's, gonna, it's on its way back down. Charizard, you're already starting to see it. An upswing here. Kind of flattened out, starting to downswing down. Giratina, not there just yet. Upswing up. Not enough demand here at this price. Okay, we're going to drop a little bit. Now it's kind of just stagnating. Guess what? I think this tail end right here of Giratina at uh, 270-ish is going to look very much like this Umbreon, where it just kind of dumps off. Um, so Umbreon, I still think you can get it for cheaper here pretty soon. Um the, the populations are out of control, and, and that's okay. I think it's okay, because what we're learning about Pokemon is much like sports cards. You know, a, a card can have a population of two or 3,000 in a PSA 10 and still be very desirable. So, it's not 
the worst thing in the world. I know we're used to lower pops, but this is the world we're in, you know? I think there's been millions of new collectors injected into the game that are here. And it's just scaling up, you know what I mean? I think it's, it is um, to scale. I think for every PSA 10 we add, we add another collector. So until that stops, I don't think there's going to be any change in like supply demand. I think it's just all to scale. Now, number five was really odd. I didn't know about this at all. Uh, this one was crazy, but it's a first edition Umbreon. Now, obviously, it's, it, or, I'm sorry, not Umbreon, Vaporeon from Jungle. Now, you have unlimited and you have first edition prices on here. Um, but look at that flat line. This is, the, this is the most odd one to me because it's a flat line in its price action over the last three months. However, it is the f- number five best-selling card for Pokemon in, on TCG Player. And I don't know what to think of this. Um, I can tell you I had a PSA 9 Vaporeon that I, that I pulled myself uh, from Jungle. I wish I didn't sell it. I can tell you that. I wish I had it behind me right now on the shelf. Um, that's a nice looking card. And it's uh, one of the more nostalgic. Like, I remember friends having that card when I was a kid. So, all bent in half and all. Um, and I really don't have any input on this. I just think it, it was interesting. Um, who knows what it'll be in a few months. But that's crazy that the price action is that flat. But it's one of the best sellers. So, that's just a card that consistently sells, you know. And. It kind of makes sense when you think about evolutions, right? Those are those are extremely popular now. They've been popular, but I think even more now. And uh, that that could be the simplest answer right there. It's an evolution. A lot of EV fans, they're buying it up. That could be the easiest answer that none of us want to hear. Like, there's no science behind it. It's just that simple, right? Um, there you go. That is the top five best-selling cards for Pokemon. Crazy. It tells me I need to buy more Charizards. I need to buy more. I got mine. I pulled mine. I love it. But I need more, right? When I, when I look at these sports card collectors and they got like 20 copies of LeBron, 20 copies of Curry, 20 copies of, you know, Jordan, Kobe, I'm like, I need to get on that level. So we got work to do this year. We need to get more Zards. We'll get them. I think it's a little expensive right now, especially according to this information. Okay. Moving on to Yu-Gi-Oh! Here we go. Here are the best sellers on TCG Player for Yu-Gi-Oh! Mind the uh, captions on the right hand. Oh my gosh. That's some bad editing right there. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Okay, so you're going to see Yu-Gi-Oh!'s best sellers and then you see third God Rare and CGC. This was last, last week's stuff. Don't worry about that. That's not true. We're looking at TCG's bestsellers, right? Now, this is interesting because the, the, there's only one card in here. Only one card in here that I think is extremely collectible. And that would be Pot of Prosperity at number four. However, Pot of Prosperity is also playable. And that was the story with Yu-Gi-Oh! And you may see it on the other TCGs we talk about tonight. The most interesting thing about all these cards... When you look at the sales history, sales history on these cards, people were buying two, three, four copies, sometimes seven copies at once. That was the difference between Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. 
Pokemon, you would see one sale of Lugia for 180. One sale of Lugia for 200, right? Just one at a time. Here, in Yu-Gi-Oh, every card was selling multiple copies. So this is all meta-based. And really, if, if you're not here to play the games, use this information as check your bulk. Go check your bulk, because you may have something that you don't need that would serve someone else better, and you could get rid of it. Uh, the other interesting thing that I thought about this, and I'm trying not to go too in-depth with these cards, because there's really no story, no glory to these. It's just they, they're playable. They're highly playable. The other interesting thing that I thought about this was most of these cards, I want to say two or three of them, on this list are from Darkwing Blast. Remember, we talked about Darkwing Blast about two months ago. Darkwing Duck. And we were saying it was a good set because it complements Power of the Elements. And I was also saying it has yet to be seen because it was so new, but look for that in the coming weeks. What do you know? Look at the prices here. Okay, you got the Bestial, Bestial Lubelion, $57 secret rare. Bestial Magnumut, Magnumut, Magna, Magnum Hut, Magnam Hut. I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry. Uh, it's up, $19 card for a super rare. This is a super rare, by the way. You got Bestial Druiz Worm, $17 card, up. Look at the look at the look at the Darkwing Blast market. You got downswing here, up, up, up. So someone has figured out some pretty meta uh, builds here, right? They're they're finding out something in the game, and they're like, let's buy let's buy up this bestial um, set, and and it's working. So if you have bulk, check your bulk. Um, I don't think that by any means these are collectible. The Pot of Prosperity is a prismatic secret rare, but I'm pretty sure there are other prints of this card that you could get. Like, I think there's a collector rare. You know, there's, there might be even like premium gold rares. Like, there's higher rarities than a prismatic secret. But even that's 30 bucks. So, solid card. Um, but the number one selling card was this Kastira Fenrir. Fenrir. Um, it's a, it's a, almost a $70 card for an ultra, ultra, uh, ultra rare. Crazy. Um, and this is all, this is all playable stuff, guys. So don't spend too much time like, oh, I'm going to go buy some Yu-Gi-Oh! And if you pull this stuff and you're not playing the game, just sell it. That, that's what this information tells me here. Okay. Um, we're not going to spend too much time here. We're going to move on to Digimon. Here we go. All right, Digimon. The best sellers on TCG Player 4 Digimon are right here. You got Deathmon, Examon, Jessmon, Imperial Jamon, and Imperial Jamon. So, funny story here. Three, three out of the five cards here are from Draconic Roar. One of them is from uh, X Record, Cross Encounters. X Record, Deathmon. Um, wow, I mean, again, same story as Yu Gi Oh! Right? So we do have some secret rares. I, that, 
that's one thing that's okay. This is a little bit different than the Yu-Gi-Oh here. Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, you have secrets, you have supers, but again, we're in a different TCG where Digimon secret rares hold a little bit of collectability depending on the character. Like, okay, Imperial Dramon and then Imperial Dramon alt, right? Like, okay, collectability. Um, lots of Imperial Dramon fans. Big, big character, story, glory. Artwork, I would say the alt definitely holds the edge there. Um, now the set that it's in, Chronic Roar, eh, whatever. But that's the interesting thing about Digimon is that it's like, it's like a hybrid here. So check it out. It's like people are playing it like Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Yu-Gi-Oh's got a lot of playability, but people are also collecting it like Pokemon. So Digimon's like a baby of Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Like in terms of like these cards, if you look at these cards, on the top five, you have two different people buying these cards. Now, the Deathmon was extremely playable. It looks like he's losing some strength here. But people aren't using him as much if you look at the price history. But there are people like myself that collect secret rares. So we would just buy that card just because of the rarity. Then you got to look at the Imperial Dramons. Again, people like me, a collector, would buy Imperial Dramons for the collectability. However, there are people in our Discord. There are people that follow me that play the game. And they're like, no, I don't, I don't really care how rare it is. I just need that card. Imperial Dramon, you know, a lot of people run Imperial Dramon decks. So this is Jessmon too. That's more of a playable card. Um, but yeah, this one's interesting because <sighs> the Imperial Dramon. It's this one's this is this is where it gets kind of weird. The standard standard secret rare Imperial Dramon is up in price. Then you got the alt down in price. And let me make sure that those are on the same set. Maybe that's maybe that's the difference, but let me just check. I'm pretty sure it is. Draconic Roar. Hi, hello, let's see here. Uh bup, 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 bup. yeah, they're from the same set. See, and that's interesting too, because Examon Altart is actually the highest, the best selling card, the highest selling card, but it's not on the best sellers list. See, very interesting stuff. Like, how do you figure this stuff out? How do you use this to your advantage? I don't know. Um, but again, look at this. So this, this is this is what it tells me here. This is what it tells me. For the standard secret art, people would rather just get the standard secret art at a cheaper rate. Uh, to add it to their deck, then pay the extra money for the alt art. That's what it's telling me. Um, crazy, crazy. I, I would have thought to seen. I would have thought we would see more Greymons. I thought we would see our standard characters up there, but you know, TCG player being a player's marketplace, this makes sense. It totally makes sense. Um, but not the cards I would have expected. I would have expected to see Imperial Dramon. I, I get that. Um. I would have expected to see some more Greymons from, you know, BT1. I would have expected to see Black War Greymon, 1.5. What else? Um, I would have expected to see some EX1 on there. And maybe even some EX2 like Beelzemon. But, hey, this is, this is the game. And that's why I like searching this stuff. Because it kind of opens your eyes. Like, hey, not everyone thinks like you do. And, you know, if you're holding on to two, three copies of a secret rare, maybe you let one go. Maybe you let two go. I don't know. Um, 
people are using these to play. That's that's what I get from it. Okay, moving on to Dragon Ball. Here we go. The best sellers on TCG Player for Dragon Ball Super. Now this, I did not see that. This is a weird batch here. Okay, we got God Rare at number five. And he's averaging about $2,000 a sale. What am I getting from the Vegeta God Rare? Well, I'm getting that if you can find one for 1900 if you can find one for less than two grand, you are doing good. Because there's a lot of demand at 2000 and and that's been that it's been that way for almost a year now right so it, coming up in april will be a year number four is a secret rare um i believe from an anniversary set it's a super saiyan 4 goku and his price is down to about 15 bucks from down from 45 that's that is interesting i don't know much about this card so i can't really speak too much uh, you can definitely see some texture on there it looks amazing um, if you're a Super Saiyan 4 Goku collector, I would, I would grab a copy or two, 15 bucks down from 45. You don't have much to lose. It could easily go back to 30, 40, not saying it will, but it, it could because it's been there before. Um, I don't know much about that card though, so I can't speak on it, but that's the only secret rare. See, this is, this is really interesting. So you have Digimon with one, two three, four secret rares on their, on their sheet here. Um, one of which is an alt. The rest are just standard secret rares. You got Dragon Ball here with a god rare at number five, a secret rare at number four. And these next three cards are uh, SRs or lower. And they're just common bulk. But they're, they're being bought up. They're obviously the best sellers because people are buying them to build their decks. So you have Dragon Balls at the one and two spot, Super Dragon Ball. And then you got the Black Smoke Dragon. That one's been very popular. That's an, almost a $19 card. And um, I'm guessing it's pretty playable. And that's why people are buying it up. People need it for their decks. Um, but I keep see, I've seen that one a lot, though. It seems like every time I'm looking up Dragon Ball stuff, that one's always popping up in that $20 conversation. It's always there. Um, so check your bolt. That's, that's my... That is my uh, takeaway from this is check your bulk. I know I don't have these cards, um, but man, do I miss my God Rares. I had two. I had two PSA 10 God Rares. I miss them. You know, it's it's hard for me looking back. Um, looking back, let's see. You know, I, trying to do some math, quick math in my head. Um, I think I, I grossed like almost $9,000 off those two cards. Um, profit was probably somewhere around like thirty three to 3500 something like that. So, you know, a couple grand on those cards. Um, basically, basically, the first one paid off all the everything. Like the first one covered the cost of both. And then the second one was just free and clear. And then, then you know right seller at the right or right buyer at the right time. And I had to let it go. It was like 4,400. So, um, crazy, but, uh, yeah, I, I need, I mean, 
Got to try and get another God Rare is what I'm trying to say. That's what I take away from this. They're great cards. They're just cool looking cards. Um, man. We'll have to get another one. I, who knows? I, I don't know if I'd go for the Vegeta or if I'll go for the Bardock or if I'll just wait for a new one. Um, the, the collector inside of me says you have to get all of them. But uh, being realistic, I don't know which one I'll go for first. I just know that I miss having one. So super cool cards. Um, that's all I got for the best of TCG player for each perspective TCG. Moving on into Greasy's Gaming Corner. We got something that I just learned today. It's pretty cool. I think it's going to help some people out. Because new year, new year, new me. We're going to be buying new stuff. We're going to be trying new things. We have new goals. I thought this was important. So check this out. Okay, Greasy's Gaming Corner. This is our segment where we talk about video games, collectible video games. It can even be competitive video games where we're playing each other, much like uh, Scarlet and Violet, which we have been playing over the last few weeks. Very fun. Very competitive. Excuse me. So I found this. I found this. I was on the WADA website. I was like, hey, let's, let's find a nice tidbit of info to talk about today. I found this IMP thing. And I was like, what the heck is that? Clicked on it and I learned a lot. So if you're getting into collecting video games and you see this, you need to know what the heck it means. And I had no idea this was a thing. Here we go. IMP. This is a policy update that uh, WADA did in 2019. Uh, here we go. So before designing the WADA case or label, we consulted with over two dozen advanced collectors in high-end video games. So they they consulted with their peeps like hey you guys are our best video game collectors what do you think about this and uh, they were asking a question about the policies of how sealed games and complete in boxes should be treated what they got from this um was something that they wanted to implement and this is what they're talking about here so the wada wada has decided to implement a change to our policy regarding imps I had no idea what the heck this is, and I will be looking for it now. I don't collect complete inbox. I don't see this is mainly for CIB. But if you're getting into CIB, learn about this because I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know it could be that fraudulent. Check it out. IMP stands for incorrect married part. An example would be a complete inbox Super Mario Brothers matte sticker box with the cartridge and manual that has an oval seal. To be perfectly clear, the box would be from 1985, but the cart and manual, the cartridge and the manual would be from the 1992-95 version. So what people were doing is they were finding the 1985 box and they were finding a newer version of the game with the manual and putting it in the box, submitting it as complete in box. So you can see that this is an issue for WADA because they got to open the contents and see what's in there. And they're like, wait a minute, this box doesn't match this cartridge because they're from different eras. To be perfectly clear, they talk about that here. Um, this box is from 1985 and the carton manual from 1992 to 95. This particular cartridge and manual could not have been included in the 1985 version as they did not even exist, right? It was made in 92. How could it be in a box from 1985? IMP designations can only apply to complete in-box games. 
So you're going to see this on CIB graded games. The reality of collecting CIB video games is that since the release of these games over a couple decades now, no one really cared about what version or manual was included in the box. So this is kind of a, an ism that collectors were used to. If you buy CIB, we don't care what's inside the box. We just want it CIB. So like what they're saying here is that people were adding different variations to an OG box or vice versa. There were a handful of advanced collectors who did know which variations applied to which boxes, but these people were a small minority. So they're saying that there were people that knew better. Most collectors would just take a higher grade manual from 1992 and switch it with the lower grade manual from 1986. Get you a better, get you a better CIB grade, right? Complete in box grade. If I can get this nice fresh pamphlet, throw it in this old box, I'll get a higher grade. The prevailing thought was it had less defects. It meant it was better. So they're trying to say that people weren't what I'm getting here. They're not trying to, they weren't trying to scam you when they put a fresher cartridge or manual in the box. They thought it would be better for the customer to have a better product, something that's in mint condition, better condition. Um, no one did these things with malice. It's just how the dice fell. Most collectors had no idea the high-grade manual they put in the CIB was incompa incompatible with how the game was originally released. This was common practice, and many great CIBs have incorrected married parts. So if you've been buying CIB, you might want to see what's inside your box and if it matches. Um, because if your game has been reprinted or re-released multiple times, you may find that you have an original case with a reprint CD or a reprodu reproduction CD could be and or manual shoot maybe they reprinted the manual maybe they have a high-end printer and they printed out <laughs> they made a fake one you know what i mean you don't know up to now water would grade the components of cib whether they were all imp or not and give the overall grade to the cib so they they didn't care it seems like they're just like hey you got all the components we don't care if the components don't match you have all the components of this game um all component grades will be listed individually on the back. At first, IMPs were only designated on the back label. So, going back up to here. On the back of this label, here, let me see if I can do something for you. Uh, I can't. Okay. Anyways, on the back of this label, you would have your component grades, and then it would say IMP if, if they identified that that part didn't belong in your, cartridge, uh, your, your CIB. Now what they're saying is that they've updated the policy. We listened to the community's feedback that this was still not overt enough for unsuspecting buyers and went one step further. So they're saying, hey, put the IMP on the front. Too many people are buying these things without knowing there's an IMP on the back of the label. And that makes sense. Um, it makes perfect sense. Because even when you're looking at v graded video games, sometimes people only take a picture of the front. And there's actually a lot of information on the back label sometimes, like which edition, little things about the seal. You know, there's all kinds of like little details that they kind of give you on the grade in the back. So if you're not experienced, you wouldn't check the back anyways, because you're like, look, I'm just buying, I'm buying this, it says this. <clears throat> so their new, their new policy is to put IMP on the front. That way, uh, there's a nice big IMP that lets you know, hey, 
this is a incomplete married incorrect married parts okay so your game is complete and it's all in the box but we want to let you know that those parts are not from that same box being you could have a 1995 pamphlet in a 1985 box you could have a 1992 cartridge in a 1985 box and it's really cool that they know these subtle differences it's amazing um the crazy thing to me is that there are so many oh i want to say that there's even more variants and differences in video games than there are trading cards and it's amazing that they have this information cataloged and they're able to catch it. But do they catch it all the time? I don't know. Um, that's a lot of information to store. But really cool. Really cool that they know that. And it's, it's a great, it's a great um, statement to their credibility. Why they're the experts. Why they know what's going on. Because uh, I could Google some stuff, but I don't know everything, right? Uh, these guys got it down and they seem to be taking care of their peeps. And I'm glad that they, they know. They know that putting IMP on the front makes their stuff less marketable, but they're like, look, the customer said they want it. We're going to do it because nobody wants to buy it when it's IMP. It would turn me away. I don't think it looks as cool. doesn't look as good. doesn't look as presentable, which is a huge part of collecting, making things presentable. You look at the display behind me. Make it look good. Those could, those could all be PSA 6. No one would know because it looks good, right? Not saying they are, but you guys get my point. Make things presentable. And throwing an IMP may be a negative, a negative connotation, but it's an honest. It's an honest take on what's actually going on with that grade. I think it's great. And there you guys go. That's what IMP is. Incorrect married parts. Study up for all you guys learning how to collect video games. Okay. That's it for Gaming Corner this week. Moving on to... Do I have it? Gengar's Grabs. Here we go. All right. Gengar's Grabs. It's our last segment of the night. It's our segment all... It's our segment all about you guys. So, Gengar's Grabs, um, very simple. If you're in our Discord, you can share your weekly buys with us, your weekly purchases with us in a tab. Um, give us a little story on why you got it or how you got it or anything. How did you how did you obtain this thing that you're showing off? Give us a little story. Um, and when you do that, I rank them up every week, pick my top five, and it's just kind of a cool way for us to share what we're all buying, what we're all looking at. Um, and also, you know, maybe open your eyes to a few things. You say, hey, I didn't know other people collected this stuff. I like that too. And maybe that just pushes you further into what you want to do. All right. Number five this week. There we go. Okay. <laughs> we got Wayne Glensky. Wayne Glensky is also known as ATM. That's our buddy all the way from Canada. He got a PSA 8 Venom from Marvel. This is a 1994, I believe, Marvel Masterpieces. I have a few copies myself. Great card. Love these cards. I still need to get mine graded. Uh, I have the full set. Uh, I have all the silver ones. I need to get gold next. That's the, that's the best one. Um, but they're expensive, right? But uh, yeah. PSA 8 Venom. I just got a Venom the, the other week. I'm glad that we're still buying Marvel stuff. Um, I think they're great. I also think that's something we may need to branch into on this podcast. 
I think there's a lot of Skybox, a lot of Impel, a lot of uh, Marvel masterpieces. Like, I'm talking, you know, 80s all the way up to the late, early 2000s. There's some great X-Men, Marvel, Impel, all that stuff um, that, that hasn't really been delved into. And I think, also think it's super cheap. I think it's underappreciated, too. I think once you get into these boxes and you realize some of these inserts are extremely rare, even though they're cheap, they're cheap, they're rare inserts, uh, and that's part of the commandments, right? Rarity, artwork, set that it's in. No story, no glory. I mean, when you look at these things, Venom's a pretty marketable character, so just got to do your research, and maybe, we, maybe you get onto a trend before it becomes a trend, right? Very cool card. I love that card. Number four this week. Pommen Meats. Another buddy all the way from Canada. Crazy. We got our, our Canada guys. Our international game is getting out of control. I'm very proud of our international collectors. Um, now, this was nuts. So he bought a bulk lot, I believe. Uh, but this page I wanted to highlight on. He's got some level X cards. He's got Delta Species Mew down there. Look at the fire type. Nuts. Delta Species Meganium. Torterra level X. Then you got the Gold Star Alakazam. That was a big, big purchase. Really cool cards. Um, if I had a say in like what I could buy every day, that's the type of stuff I'd be buying because it's the it's the stuff I'm I'm least familiar with, but also the stuff I know that I think is next on the way is like this era of cards. I think it's big. Um, I think the people that had these cards when they were kids, they're probably, you know. 23 to 27 years old right now and they're just now coming up on their 30s like most of us and they're coming up on some money where they can say hey I want to get what I had when I was a kid or I get what I had didn't have when I was a kid remember when we did that I think these guys are on their way okay number three fluky got a PSA 10 Final Fantasy. This is 2017 Final Fantasy. Sick card. Um, now, I like Final Fantasy. I, I don't know. I've played Final Fantasy 7. I believe I played Final Fantasy 10. Never beat either game. I was too young. Didn't know what the hell I was doing. But enjoyed it, right? And it was just, bar I would borrow the game from my friends. And they had scratched copies. Could never get past like the first or second disc on Final Fantasy 7. Um, stuff like that. But but I knew the lore of Cloud. Um and then I know how cool these cards are. Look at, I mean, they look amazing. Really nice looking cards. Um, and I thought it was different. That's why I added it. It's like, wow, we haven't seen any Final Fantasy, um, let alone PSA 10, let alone MLC. I mean, come on. Everything you need all in one pick. I like it. I love it. Number two this week. This was tough. We got another international superstar. We got Nick Byrne. Now, he had bought a bunch of cards for his PC. Um, the first picture he had was a bunch of base set hollows. He's, he's shared base set hollows multiple times. I wanted to highlight something new, like even newer that he got uh, that we haven't seen before. And that was the, le um, I almost said Lapras Level X. Wow. Ruby Sapphire EX Foils. We got PSA 8s. So we got Scyther, Chansey, and Lapras. Um, and you guys know, I've, I've been a, a lot heavier on EX foils. I will continue to get EX foils. And um, I think they're on their way. I, I don't think they're just 
I don't think they're there just yet. I think base set, rocket, you know, all that stuff. Well, Watsy stuff is still big, but I think this stuff is on the rise. I think it is. I think the people who actually bought this stuff are just a couple years younger than us. That it's time will come. Um, I I really do think that, and uh, I think that these may be even more scarce. I mean, we know that by pop reports. No doubt, we know that by pop reports. But I'm thinking like actual production. I think the Pokemon Company was having some down years here. I think the Pokemon Company without the backing of Watsy, right? They were a little more conservative, and I just think there's less of this product out here. So, like, if we could count all the Lapras EX foils in the world, I bet you there aren't as as many as people think. But that's our that's our buddy uh, Nick Byrne, all the way from Australia. Kilt it. And number one this week. Paperclip, a.k.a. the Pokemon League representative... Jake got a Dino Tigermon promo or some sort of event exclusive. Uh, the story is that these were given out in 2004 exclusively in Hong Kong. Um, and you had to buy, you had to, I don't know, stores were given these for, for the promotion or you had to buy a certain amount of digivices like Another odd story with Digimon, and that's just how it is with Digimon. Uh, but Dino Tigermon stick, I, I love that card. Uh, he's been talking about this card for a minute too. Um, I've seen it. I think I, I think I've seen one on eBay. Um, but uh, he said his he said his wife got him this one uh, for birthday, Christmas, and anniversary, like all in one. So pretty pretty big card, cool card. Got the MLC. We got three MLC poses on the grabs tab. Can't beat it. I mean, look at that. We got Wayne Glensky. We got Fluky. We got Pokemon League rep. You'd love to see it. It's great. Um, but yeah, I want to say I saw that Dino Tigermon, like, and it was someone in Hong Kong had it. So I don't know if he got that same one, but I've seen that one before, and it has it has the uh, the little label that says it's like a promo or some sort. I've seen that one before on eBay. I wonder if it's the same one. I don't know. All right. There you guys go. That's our top five this week on the grabs tab. We got some variety, right? We got we got EX Error Pokemon. We got Marvel Masterpieces. We got Final Fantasy. We have uh, Digimon, D-Cyber. And then we have Gold Star, Level X, Delta Species Pokemon. We got a good spread this week. Very good spread. Great way to start the new year. And that concludes episode 116 of the Poke Tower Podcast. Please like, share, subscribe, rate. I need all that. We got to get to 900 subscribers. We're almost there. We're getting dang close, guys. Help me get to 900 subscribers. And uh, I'll help you get more cards. Like I always do. <laughs> Join our Discord. It's absolutely free. You can click the link in any of our videos or send me an email at thepokeytowerpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just send me an email because you want to. You can do that too. I don't care. Um, support the podcast. By clicking the link that says support this podcast, you can donate as little as 99 cents a month. And what that does is it funds all of our cool endeavors here at the Poke Tower. Breaks for you guys. Gifts for you guys. Equipment when it breaks. Yes, because stuff breaks for no reason. Um, but that's where it goes. Uh, oh, we broke 19,000 streams on just Apple and Spotify alone. That's not counting YouTube. 
That's not counting Google. That's not counting all that other stuff. It's just Apple, Spotify, 19K. Um, the YouTube channel is coming up on like 60,000 plays. That's my entire YouTube channel. It's not just the podcast, but the podcast definitely has big a lot to do with it. Um, so I'm excited. It's going to be a great time this year. Um, thank you guys for listening. I got nothing else. I'll see you guys next week for episode 117. Draft up those ideas for the podcast. Let me know. All right, guys. Peace.